0: Thank you for joining us today for another episode of NRI Women, the podcast where we talk with women of Indian origin living abroad. We hope in sharing these stories you're inspired, learn something new, or know you're not alone in some of the struggles you face. I'm Nenora.
1: And I'm Bettina. We live in a society where having children is considered an essential part of living a fulfilling life. The choice to be child free is barely understood or accepted. According to recent studies, more couples across the world are choosing to be child free. We're chatting today with Bhavna Kalra, a successful blogger and the creator of the modern desi. She hopes to clear up some lousy misconceptions people have of those who choose to be child free and her story of creating the modern desi, a culinary experience connecting cultures
0: through food. Bhavna moved to Perth and then Sydney, Australia, for work 14 years ago. A few months into living in Australia, Bhavna started to feel sick with symptoms of listlessness, lack of energy, and an overall feeling of emptiness.
2: So basically what had happened was I was living with an Australian colleague of mine. So we were eating a lot of Aussie stuff, like a lot of beef and you know salads and there was no Indian food so I felt really sick and I didn't know what to do and I found an Indian doctor and I told her what my symptoms were and how I was suffering so badly and she's asking me when did you move to Australia what kind of food do you eat and I told her what I was eating and she's like you know what the food that you're eating right now doesn't have any fiber it doesn't have any nutrition and your body is actually really craving for it which is making you sick so she's like if you start eating Indian food you'll get all the nutrients that you want you'll get all the fiber with roti you veggies and you will see there's a change in your health and that's exactly what happened after I moved into my own place I went and bought some flour and some vegetables and I just made some simple dal and roti and it just you know suddenly I just felt life come back into my body right and over a period of time I got better you know and I've suddenly my IBS went away I felt more in control of myself and I think that just made me realize how important this was for me, you know, just this Indian food.
1: The homemade meals reminded Bhavna of home. While her body was satiated, her mind longed for more
2: you know, when I started cooking initially, I would post things on Facebook and people would tell me that they love what I'm posting. And people started really enjoying my stories about what I was sharing about my food. So somehow the idea came me. Like, this was the time when blogging was also big. And I met this gentleman who's a blogger in Bombay. His name is Kalyan and he has a blog called The Finery Chop. So he had come down to Perth and we met for dinner and I was just talking to him about how much I miss home and I'm cooking all of this. And he's like, why don't you write about it? You know, why don't you just talk about it? It will help you. It will make you feel better. It's just something you can do in your spare time. And I just, you know, went to WordPress, registered a name, just a girl from Mamchi Mumbai. And I just started writing about it. And, you know, it was just an extension of who I was, this girl from Bombay who was in Australia and just sharing my recipes.
0: That blog Just a Girl from Amchi, Mumbai, was featured amongst the top 20 blogs in Perth in 2015, has followers from across the world, and a delightful collection of hundreds of recipes. Pavna started the blog to share both her love of food and the stories behind them. However, there was one more reason that compelled her to continue writing.
2: See, I don't have children. I'm 40 years, I'm going to be 40 and I, we've made a choice to not have children. So I don't have anyone to share my culture with, really. And it's just me and my husband, right? So when you're alone in a different city and you don't have anyone, not even different city, different country, and you don't have anyone and you don't have anything familiar that you've grown up with, suddenly you start thinking about all those things and you know the food that I was so familiar with I was suddenly not eating it and I think that just made me start cooking and documenting what I was cooking and sharing these stories about the food that I was making and as I said who else do I have to show this to and that's why I post these pictures and recipes to share it with the world like it's like a legacy that I want to leave behind that tomorrow when you know people look at my account they think okay she's you know, this, there is this person who's not living in her country of birth, but still so connected to it. I've accepted Australia as my country now. Like, I love living here. I'm very grateful for it. But I'm also very grateful of my origin and where I come from. And it is who I am today.
1: Bhavna's birth home India and home of choice Australia are different at various levels. Yet both societies have strikingly similar views towards those choosing to be child-free. This idea that one doesn't feel the need to have children seems unnatural. We're conditioned to think that wanting to be parents is a natural choice.
0: And in the subtleties
1: lies the difference. We forget it's a choice.
0: No one questions people on their choice to have kids. Still, the opposite is stigmatized, and there's a pressure to justify one's decision to society. Bhavna does not justify her choice, but hopes by sharing her point of view that more people can see it for what it is, a choice, their
2: choice. A lot of people tell me you'll die alone. There'll no one... will look after you which is fine you know who's who's not going to die alone we will all die alone right so to each is their own i respect everyone who's made a choice to have a child and i think people need to just respect other people's choices as well it's your personal choice and whatever your reason is it's it's okay i've never so i've never consciously thought about having children to be honest it's never been something that has bothered me i do love kids i'm a very good auntie i'm a very good godmother i'm a very good babysitter i've had friends who leave their children with me and they'll go and not worry about their kids i'm not you know that cruella from 101 dalmatians that i'll you know hate children i do love them but i think having a child is a very big responsibility it's not something i crave for like it's not something i think about that i don't feel i'm incomplete You know, I don't feel that there's something missing in my life. I'm still a good human being. I've had people who sometimes tell me, you're selfish, you're not responsible. I don't believe that. I think I'm a very responsible person. And it's a responsibility not to increase the pressure on this earth by choosing not to have a child. I would rather support children who are already there, support someone's education, you know, help other kids who don't have the privilege rather than just concentrating my life on this one child and then looking after myself again once they grow up and move away you know so that's one of the reasons why we've decided and luckily my husband's on board as well.
1: Bhavna's been married over a decade and their decision to be child-free has not changed.
2: I've had friends who you know I see them struggle really hard because as I keep saying it's a full-time thing you cannot choose to have children and then not it tomorrow decide okay I it's not you can't take a break from it right and good for the people I completely admire the people who make this choice because it changes your life completely and they find happiness in having children I just find happiness in not having them and it's not about me having the freedom or to travel and have money. Like, I haven't had a holiday in two years. I work 24-7. I have a full-time job. I have a business. I write. I cook. I take pictures. You know, it's just, it's not that I have a great life because I don't have a child. It's just that I've made this choice not to go that or go on that path. And I'm quite happy with it. I'm not someone who's regretting it or... You know, I don't look at other people and feel jealous and think, oh my God, I wish I had a kid. Good for them and I guess good for me.
0: Both choices to have children or to be child-free have one thing in common. Most people don't openly discuss the lifetime impact of these decisions. The transition from a couple to parents can put a tremendous strain on people and relationships. While those who choose to be child-free feel hesitant to share their thoughts for fear of tackling societal stigmas and facing judgment.
1: As parents we can tell you our lives have changed completely all those parenting memes are true and yet we wouldn't trade our lives as parents for another Bhavna feels the same way about her choice she's happy with it and if you're thinking about being child free consider this
2: i had read this article somewhere where you know the author was actually saying to younger women who want to be child free I, I i don't like to call it childless It's child-free life uh, because you can still choose to have a child if you want to. You're just deciding not to. Don't assume that if you don't have children, your life is going to be unfulfilled because you don't know your future. You don't know what it holds. For all you know, you will end up having a more fulfilling life or for all you know, you'd probably sponsor 10 kids, you'll probably sponsor educations of other kids, you probably are doing other things in life, which you didn't even think about. So if I'm going to think about the future and make decisions today, that I'm not sure of, and then those decisions are the one that I regretted, I would rather not make those decisions at all, you know. So I think that's what we need to thinking it's your life it's your body you are the one who's going to have that baby you are the one who's going to go through everything not your mother-in-law not your sister-in-law not your friends not society you so you take that decision and i think people just Log kya like what are people going to say let them say what they want to you make that decision
0: bhavna credits her mother for leading by example and it is in her that bhavna finds the courage to handle all that life brings
2: The biggest thing I'm grateful for is the education that I've received. As corny as it sounds, when I grew up, like when I was born, there was a lot of issues at home. And my mother, you know, we grew up in a family where my mother was really bullied by um, my aunts and everyone at that time. And they didn't want her to send me to an English school. So she approached a lady who was a neighbor and told her, you know, hiding from everyone that, can you go and do her admission in this we had a convent school, which was in a different town from where we lived. And this lady went and did my, and you know, the, the time when I grew up, girls education was free in Maharashtra. So she got me enrolled in this really brilliant school that had the biggest library that I know, which was a girls school. And it was 150 rupees for the year, you know, which is really, really cheap. But the school was amazing. They didn't have to pay any donation. And when my aunts found out that my mother had done this, my mother was slapped for it because they were really bullying, you know, they bullied her and they treated her badly. So for me, the fact that my mother got slapped so that I could get an education is something in a way I'm very grateful for because she stood up for my right to get education. Despite her circumstances, whatever her circumstances were, she rose above her circumstances to give me the life that I have. So I'm very grateful for that. You know, every time I flatter in life, every time I have a problem, every time I feel depressed, I look at my mother and I think, everything this woman has done for me, I need to keep fighting in life.
1: Bhavna believes this decision taken by her mother changed the course of Bhavna's life. English is not the primary language of education in India, so the English education gave her a head start. Bhavna went on to build a successful career in IT, bringing her opportunities to work outside India and finally settle and build a life in Australia.
0: The word modern Desi probably reflects how most of us feel. We have a deep connection with our roots, culture and traditions, and yet because of the influence of the environment we live in, we're not very traditional in our thinking. For anyone who has lived some part of their lives in India and then moved out, the struggle to hold on to one's culture while assimilating into a new one is real. And Bhavna has found a way to balance and even bring them together through her latest venture, the Modern Desi, a culinary experience connecting people through food.
2: So the Modern Desi is a fairly new concept. What happened was I've been cooking and blogging for almost 12 years now. And over this period of time, I have cooked for a lot of people. I have done some pop-ups. I have done catering. I have worked with a lot of food brands as well. Uh, Luckily, I've got some food brands working with me. And I realized that I really do enjoy this. I love storytelling as well. I love talking to people about food, where it's come from. I love breaking stereotypes about curry and, you know, how Indian food is not what we see in restaurants over here. It's more than that. So what we decided, my husband and I, is that We'll start doing these dinners and maybe do some catering or some cooking workshops in Australia, you know, to to get the market or to get the people in Sydney rather to know who we are and what we're doing and get them to come and eat our food because we live in Sydney. And as a result of that, we thought of starting a new brand. And I was no longer just a girl from Bombay. (laughs) You know, I'm not a girl from Mumbai anymore. I've moved away from that. So that's why we thought of this name called Modern Desi, because I'm still a desi. I cling on to my Indian-ness with all my might. I'm very, very Indian in a lot of ways, but I'm also very modern. I'm a modern Indian. I will eat everything. I'm not very fussy about tradition, but I will, I'm will. still traditional, if that makes any sense. So for example, this Saturday, we've got Pitrapaksh ending, which is the 14-day period where we worship our ancestors. So I'll make something to eat to serve to our ancestors, but I'm not going to necessarily pray. So it's things like that, that I'm holding on to these traditions, but I'm not very traditional per se. So that's why I thought modern desi is a good name, to say that we are modern and we are also desis, which is Indian. <laughs> and that's how it just started.
1: The modern desi is an intimate dinner experience cooked by Bhavna, served at her dining table. It's typically a seven-course meal, presenting meals from across India usually ones that aren't available in restaurants. She also hopes to break the stereotypes that not all Indian houses smell of curry and not all Indian food is heavy, spicy or sweet. And there are more similarities than differences between the cultures. While modern desi is an extension of Bhavna's passion, she's found it's enriched her life in many more ways.
2: I think one of the things that I've found is I've become a little more confident about my own cooking. You know, when you cook for your family, you don't really bother that much. You know, you're cooking, they're eating, they don't have a choice. They're going to eat whatever you're cooking. But when you're cooking for someone who's paying you to cook, you are a little worried, right? So what has happened is I have become a little more confident about my food. I feel more confident about, I was never not confident, but I feel more as if I've come in my own you know like this is what i was born to do you know i was not born to be a a project manager in a software company but i'm also a cook i'm also someone who's a storyteller so i'm discovering all these sides of me you know i'm a host like you know i love entertaining so i love it when people come to my house and You know they see how my house is and we talk about things or they look at my bookshelf and i'll talk to them about the kind of books i have because everyone gets really fascinated with my bookshelf so just talk to them about my collection and then talk to them about the food and take them through the journey of what i've cooked just doing that has made me very confident it's also gotten my husband and i to work as a team so we feel that we found a common ground and we're working as a team together and we're working touchwood really well so i think that has helped us a lot and we've both had a realisation that this is something we can do and this is something we really love doing together.
1: Bhavna considers herself blessed to have the life she does and is thankful for it every day.
2: I've grabbed at almost, almost every opportunity that I've got. Like, I grew up in a very small town. I, we had no money and I'm here today in Australia. I would have never thought I would be here. But I'm here today. A lot of people follow me and read what I write and it's amazing the kind of love I sometimes get. You do get sometimes people write, writing weird things to you but the kind of love that people show me without me putting a lot of myself out there you know. I don't post any personal stuff, any pictures but people just love my words and my food and they'll write to me. and I get mails from people telling me how I've changed their life and I'm so grateful for it that in today's world I'm trying to still be myself and there are some people who see that honesty in me and appreciate it and I think it's something that makes me so grateful.
0: Today Bhavna continues to work full-time, blog, host dinners at Modern Desi, teach Indian cooking and being a fabulous aunt. Yep that's a word, professional aunt, no kids and they say only an aunt can give hugs like a mother, keep secrets like a sister and share love like a friend. I'm Nanora.
1: And I'm Bettina. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you'll join us again. We can be found at nriwoman.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just look for NRI Woman. If you or someone you know has a story to share, please get in touch with us at hello at nriwoman.com or tweet us at nri_woman. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at nriwomanpodcast. Please help us share the stories of these amazing women by sharing it with your family and friends. Our featured fellow podcaster for this week is Cult of Domesticity. It's a podcast about history, true crime, or whatever life brings them. Courtney is joined by a different amazing person every other episode. So who and what are they going to talk about? Remember to stay domestic and cult-free. Available on all podcatchers.
2: love true crime, history, and mysterious happenings? Every week on The Cult of Domesticity, a guest and I discuss a different historical happening, a true crime story, or whatever strikes our fancy. Join me, Courtney, every Thursday to hear some fascinating tales from some fascinating people, wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: This episode was edited by Eric Heitbreider. New episodes come out every Monday. Make sure you subscribe. Until next time, keep learning, keep inspiring, and be kind. Next week on NRI Woman.
2: I just want to say it was a really bad abusive marriage and I am glad that they literally pushed me out of the house in the middle of the night and I had nowhere to go except to the lady who used to work for me and I just went to her house in the middle of the night and uh, I, I, she sort of provided for me and... Um, She had the guts to take me in